0: I'm Amy Sauder, your host for the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. We're delivering fresh takes on living a healthy lifestyle full of fresh fruits and vegetables and the ins and outs of the business world that make this possible. In this episode, released just as the deal closed August 1st, we cover the California-based Bolt House Farms acquisition of Evolution Fresh Juices, previously a product of Starbucks, and what they'll do with this line and brand. Then we broaden our scope to the super premium juice category that's growing in the fresh produce departments of our supermarkets nationwide. Why? What do shoppers want? What do we all want? Why is the super premium juice category growing and growing? This all comes from our fresh carrot grower and carrot and Juice Product Manufacturers, Chief Customer Officer, Phil Kui. Let's hear our conversation as we get into it. Hey, this is Amy Sauter, the Retail and Education Editor of The Packer and Editor of PMG Produce Market Guide. And we have with us today, Phil Kui of Bolthouse Farms and we are uh here because of some news we heard but we about the um your company uh acquiring evolution fresh from starbucks which is huge and um but we also just want to learn more about the um the premium juice uh, section in the produce department um and what's happening with that. But first, tell us a a little bit about about yourself. Yeah, thanks, Amy.
1: Thanks for having us. Uh, I'm the chief customer officer at Bolt House Farms. I've been here close to three years, but in total, close to 13 years with Bolt House between two different stints and almost 20 years now in the fresh produce department. So, Uh, It's been a long time, Uh, worked my way around a little bit, and uh, it's a great industry, love it, as you well know, Mm -hmm. and you talk to people about across the industry. But yeah, last week, super excited, I believe on Tuesday evening, we were finally able to announce uh, our intent to purchase Evolution from Starbucks, and Evolution is a business and a brand that we have long admired and tremendously excited to add them now to the Bolthouse family.
0: Hey, taking a short break from our chat with Phil to tell you about Produce EDU, where you can take our free professional training courses geared toward produce retail buyers and growers alike. Produce Buying Fundamentals is the first course geared toward the retail side of the fresh produce industry. And coming very soon is Merchandising 101, where you can learn how to make those beautiful displays that sell so well. All you do is go to produceedu.com and sign up to take a course. Once you pass the quiz questions, you can earn a certificate, which you can share on social media or on your physical wall. Speaking of merchandising expertise, have you entered into our quarterly Produce Artist Award Series? We're looking for six to ten photos of your best in-store summer displays sent to the email artists at producemarketguide.com and the artist is plural. So artists A-R-T-I-S-T-S at producemarketguide.com. It would help if you told us your name, job title, company or store location too. Anyway, let's get back to the chat with Phil. And is that When you go in Starbucks, is that something that's offered in their refrigerated section?
1: That's right. So Evolution Fresh is currently available in about 11,000 grocery stores across the country, but in over 10,000 Starbucks locations as well. And that's where a lot of people are familiar with the brand and have come to know and and, uh, follow the brand over the years as Starbucks acquired Evolution back in 2013.
0: Oh, it was already, even before this acquisition, it was already sold in grocery stores?
1: It was already sold in grocery stores the last couple of years. The Evolution team has done a great job of driving some distribution in grocery based on consumers' feedback to say, hey, I buy this juice. I love this juice. I know it from Starbucks. I would love to buy it at my local grocer as well. And so 11,000 outlets uh, versus the over 30,000 outlets that House Farms' beverage products are currently available in. So obviously uh, some runway for us in terms of distribution that we're excited to go explore, but that's the current landscape.
0: Okay. Why did you want to acquire this brand?
1: It's it's really a great complement to the overall portfolio for us right now. So Faze, we're the number one market share We've driven tremendous growth over the last two years through COVID and through consumers uh, coming back to the cold case and really recognizing the ability to go find affordable nutrition, immunity offerings, and Boltel certainly took advantage of that over the last 24 months, um, and, and there's been tremendous you know, double-digit growth in the category over that time frame. So we're the largest, but then you look at evolution, which is actually the fastest-growing brand within the super premium segment currently right now. So to be able to bring those two together and now offer organic cold pressed um, uh, SKUs that is currently not in the Boltel's portfolio, we're really excited about that. And through our research, there's only approximately a 4% buyer overlap in terms of an evolution buyer and a house buyer. So otherwise they're, they're essentially distinct, really offering two different um, offerings and nutritional uh, uh, profiles within the category. So really excited to bring in the evolution consumer uh, to, to consumers that we don't really participate with right now. Oh,
0: I see that really, this is a huge growth opportunity and, and in a, not the way I normally use that phrase, <laughs> um, but uh, that's great. Um, what does premium, you said super premium. What's the difference between super premium and premium?
1: Yeah, we, we define the the produce beverage cold case as super premium. So between your 100% juices, smoothies, protein offerings, uh, kombucha, now, you know, cold pressed as well, shots, uh, pomegranate juice, those are all examples of what we would define as super premium. And that's how we look at the category and, and talk to it about it with our customers.
0: So all those things that you find in the produce department, um, that whole section. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. What would you consider just plain premium? Uh, the
1: orange juices of the world, Tropicana, stuff like that, but stuff that's found outside of the produce set. But we're, as you know, squarely focused on produce between our fresh carrot program and super premium beverages. And uh, we say, let's, let's drive the growth. Let's have fun within the produce arena and have zero focus on dairy and anything outside of produce.
0: Okay. So maybe regular premium would be in the orange juice um, by the dairy. Like you said, that whole different side of the store In my stores at least. Um, and then regular exactly. juice would probably be in the center of the store. Like not premium, but just regular. Uh, yeah. Not even
1: refrigerated. That's right.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. It means a lot that I think I, it's, I know how important it must be that, that your juices are in the produce department. That sends a strong, strong message.
1: <laughs> yeah, both for consumers who are coming, you know, to the produce department to look for a, uh, an easy, affordable, convenient way, right, to consume their, their fruits and vegetables. And obviously over time, I mean, that's where we started in the in the beverage space 20 years ago was just with vegetable and some uh, fruit offerings. But we've really expanded that as the consumer has grown over the years to say, hey, we're really looking for functional nutrition Mm. within the set. And that's the way they shop it. That's the way they continue to shop it, looking for the next functional solution for them. So important for us to continue to bring those offerings uh, to our consumers who are looking for it there, but also our customers who have really enjoyed, you know, like I said, some really, really strong growth. Um, you know, I, I believe it's close to a 15% CAGR over the last 10 years, but especially in the last two years, Um, really, really having the consumer drive it through COVID.
0: A 15%, what was that?
1: Uh, cumulative annual growth rate through, uh, through the last 10 years.
0: Oh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, obviously consumers were interested in immunity boosting things and, and health even more so the last couple of years than they were before. Um, but functional nutrition and was already a long-term trend, um, but uh, it's interesting hearing you speak about consumers because you're basically speaking about me and I see my own habits and motivations on what you're saying. Like sometimes I pick up one of uh, bullhouses, uh, the shots, especially if I feel like a, a little tired, like, well, more tired than normal. And, and um,
1: that's right. They're, they've, they've seen tremendous growth over the last uh, year, year and a half. And once again, yeah, just that function, whether you're looking like, for something, an immunity boost, right? Because you feel a cold coming on or you're looking right. for a, a kick in the butt in terms of energy, right? About two o'clock in the afternoon, whatever your case is. But yeah, that's what the consumer's seeking.
0: Yeah. It's a great impulse buy when you're just like, ah, oh, I feel a little slightly under the weather. Maybe I can dip this in the bud before it gets worse with some concentrated nutrition that I can just right. take a shot of on the way to the car with the groceries. Uh, <laughs>
1: It's Uh it's working and you feel them and we call them shots for a reason. So. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) you do. (laughs) You
1: definitely feel it. You feel it kick in, uh, but the consumer, the repeat on those are fantastic. The consumer's finding what they're looking for.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've like taken one of those and then been like, is there cayenne in this? And looked and no, no, that's just ginger. But that's right. powerful you know ginger is pretty spicy we, we
1: had a yeah we had a skew with cayenne we actually had to dial that one back um, <laughs> We did get some feedback to say hey that's uh, that's really aggressive so
0: I mean you I understand the functional purpose you need all that stuff combined together to, to make it work the best um, but yeah, I guess maybe not everyone is um, as spice tolerant. <laughs> Or whatever yes. um, whatever the, the term is. Okay. Um, so how can you talk to me about the the real estate in the produce department? It seems just in the last few years, or maybe I'm noticing it more just because of the industry I'm working in, but like, it seems like it's taking up a bigger and bigger amount of refrigerated space in the produce department. Um, as far as like new brands coming on the market, more competition or just, I, and I know your brand is just keeps adding different, uh, categories and lines. And, um, can you talk to me about the, the real estate increasing and maybe how you, I don't know if, if this is something you would, um, be a part of, but like how you get the real estate in the store.
1: Yeah, yeah, through our, through our category management programs with our retail partners, we look at all that. We look at what the growth is doing per linear foot within the refrigerated beverage case versus you know uh, per linear foot dollars that they're driving elsewhere, right? And having those conversations with them to say, okay, how many dollars and how much margin dollars are you driving right per slot per foot? So they can do comparable analysis on that to say, okay, well, how much space does this category actually deserve? And to your point, uh, the trends have been favorable over the years, right? Where they see, okay, relatively little labor, uh, really delivering that nutrition that we're looking for, that fresh perception within produce, within this refrigerated set, Uh, strong margins for the retailer. So they look at that and they say, yeah, that makes sense to dedicate then more real estate to that category. And as long as they continue to generate incremental sales, that's deserving of the incremental space, right? They've made the right decision. So we have those conversations with our retail partners and really examine that to see what the the appropriate amount of space dedicated to that is. But to your point, over the last number of years, there's been a tremendous amount of new innovation that's found its way there, whether that be cold pressed juices or the kombucha trend right over the last five to 10 years, or now shots in the past year and a half. So that the industry, the category, and we at Bolt House have done a great job in terms of driving a lot of that innovation, bringing that to customers. And every every retail I'm gonna say has a little bit of a different mix to it. There's no one hard and fast rule. Some customers, you know, will separate kombucha out actually to a different four foot section and leave that separate from their eight foot, more traditional juice and smoothie set. Um, Some will combine it all in together. And there's really no perfect or right or wrong answer. It's really dependent on what their store flow looks like, what their other adjacencies are, what they might be doing in their natural health sections along with kombucha. Uh, But we look at that make recommendations certainly to make sure that we're maximizing dollars for our retail partners.
0: And um, Bolt House, I know also, um, grows and sells fresh, whole carrots and a uh, fresh cut. Um, can you talk to me about how it helps the company to have such diverse revenue streams um, and how it's possibly sustainable like an environmental combination as well?
1: Uh, yes, we do a few carrots as well, suppliers and distributors and we slice them and dice them as you know, in every which way. Including hot dogs, uh, I think we talked about that a year and a half ago. Yeah, but uh, no, we're from a from a farming perspective, and the over twenty thousand acres that we farm throughout California, in addition to our regional programs, we're excited to come together with Evolution, really to you know share our resources. I think you could say we would know, we'd look to streamline our supply chain, uh, providing access to fresh produce. Our passion for innovation um evolution is sourcing a tremendous amount you know out of the salinas valley right now in terms of the ingredients that they're putting into their beverages and we're you know in the very very early stages of, of talking about you know vertically integrated uh, farming opportunities right on those twenty thousand plus acres that we're currently currently farming refrigerated supply chain by shipping carrots to virtually every customer in north america we have access right to uh from our refrigerated dock to their refrigerated dock and a great forward distribution center in Chicago serviced by high-speed rail. It's a great uh, ESG reality in terms of the carbon footprint that we're uh, not taking and and eliminating um, uh, carbon miles. So by looking to leverage that, I would say our deep knowledge of agriculture, produce, beverages, Um, We really feel that, you know, this this acquisition positions us to further, really further accelerate evolution's growth, as you alluded to uh, a little bit earlier. Um, So, yeah, put combining all those opportunities, I think, is uh, the future is really bright.
0: That was a lot in there. Um, What uh, what what is ESG reality that you said?
1: Uh, talking about environmental social governance, right? That's a big deal for uh, customers these days and obviously consumers. So, and, and we actually have an ESG hub at Bakersfield led by Shelby Lange and uh, the commitments that they're making, right? Either by reducing their carbon footprint, eliminating uh, emissions on their side, reducing packaging. Those are just examples of what uh, customers are talking to us about saying, hey, what are you guys doing, right, to help us with our ESG initiatives and uh, and goals? And that Chicago facility is a great example of that, right, where we use rail and we take trucks off the road yeah. now to be able to add evolution along with carrots and our our Bolt House beverage supply chain uh, to that, and you know, increase distribution or allow distribution into the Midwest, into the Northeast not riding on a, on a refrigerated truck is huge. That's a big opportunity for us and our customers.
0: Yeah. I was just having a conversation about how, um, with all the issues trucks are having, I wonder if if we're going to go back to trains, but we have eliminated or reduced so much of the infrastructure of, of railway. I mean, I know we still use it for produce, but, uh, not at all like we used to. And, We'd have to build up that infrastructure more and modernize it to use that more. But how it's better for the environment—that's
1: that, that's very accurate. Yeah, the the refrigerated capacity is certainly not there and certainly not available to scale it back up to what it was. Yes,
0: but uh, I do know at least it, like Hunts Point or I've heard in Boston, they still get the the hardier vegetables by train. You know, carrots, potatoes, onions, and no. you do carrots. So, um, okay um oh i was wondering about since you grow the carrots do you use the byproducts or the the ugly but still delicious carrots in the juice i mean can you use the ones that that aren't good looking enough to make it at the store
1: <laughs> that, that's a great way to summarize it the good looking ones make the bag um the ones that don't fit that profile or are slightly out of spec absolutely we juice it, and that is one of our uh, biggest SKUs. Both our 100% organic uh, bolt house carrot juice, as well as conventional, uh, growing very very quickly. And like I said, yeah, one of our one of our biggest lines.
0: And uh, so you haven't had cold press until now, until this evolution fresh acquisition, or you haven't had organic cold press all in one? Great question. We actually did
1: try our own organic cold press line back in 2015 under the brand name 1915. Bolt House was established in 1915. It was our 100th uh, year anniversary, obviously. Uh, Hence the the name and and calling back to our heritage and history. Um, And what we found, Amy, is that it is very, very difficult to launch a new brand. Uh, The product was fantastic. It was organic, same processing in terms of uh, in terms of being cold press but it was a struggle to get that brand off the ground one of the reasons again we're so excited to welcome evolution to the family where starbucks and the current evolution team has done a great job over the past you know nine ten years really building that
0: brand across america yeah you i mean the starbucks name i know it won't have the starbucks name on the package will it Have Starbucks name on the page?
1: It will will not. No, it's a separate brand sold within Starbucks right now. Right.
0: But I mean, Uh, so many people go to Starbucks. That's right.
1: That's right. If you bought a juice at Starbucks over the last 10 years, you know, you have consumed an evolution of fresh products. Yes.
0: And how many people go to Starbucks? Yes. I mean, do you know how many people go to Starbucks?
1: (laughs) I don't know how many people go to Starbucks. Uh, I know their revenue is massive and I believe they have over 20,000 stores throughout the U.S. So. Uh, I know a lot of people go. How about
0: that? Right? Yeah, um okay. So yeah, that's you've basically acquired like a well, well, well recognized name brand. So if you said that was the issue before was getting the brand the name brand recognition and and the trust and all that you got you just got that already done, right? So that's right that's right. Um, okay. And um, is there anything else you think? that would be important. Um, Like, how about, where do you see the future of of premium, super premium uh, juices in the produce department at retail? um, Yeah, I would say like
1: like, uh, every, you know, produce vendor right now across various commodities, we are closely watching the dynamic between dollars and tonnage, just like all of our retail partners do as well. And to see, you know, tonnage really pull back, um, yet inflation drive dollars in the category, you know, a little bit of inflation is good driving dollars, but we're concerned about tonnage pullback, both in terms of what we've planted on the carrot side, what other people, other farmers and growers have planted from other commodities. And so we're looking at that in the premium beverage space, right? As consumer discretionary spend pulls back at $6 a gallon, naturally that's, uh, that, that's on our mind. So we're watching that closely. Our commitment is to continue to drive value in the category and really not have all the new households that have come into the category over the past 18 months, two years exit because of some of these headwinds, but continue to drive growth there and in uh, that commitment. And outside of that, and outside of some res- of you the know, potential recessionary headwinds that we're looking at, I really see strong double-digit growth in this category in the years ahead. Just based on everything that we've talked about previously in terms of that's where consumers are coming to, right? Looking for uh, functional solutions to uh, to ongoing, you know, healthcare care um, opportunities for them in the, in the years ahead.
0: Oh, that's a good point. I mean, everything is getting more expensive and people's budgets are getting tighter. And this is a super premium beverage, so it's not discount, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> Um, you're appealing still, to still a lot cheaper than buying everything yourself
1: and juicing at home. Right. Uh, but you're right. It's a, it's a discretionary purchase in a, in a lot of cases. Yes.
0: And how much is your time worth at home? Right. So, exactly. um, yeah. So I understand promoting the, the value of it um, makes sense. And okay. Um, I think that might be it unless there's anything else that you would like to add.
1: I would just say where I think I've said it a couple times, but to reiterate it, we're really excited to bring evolution to the family. Uh, I would say that this acquisition illustrates Bolthouse's larger purpose in our what we call our pivot to growth in recent years. And we've been very intentional, Amy, about transforming our business to make sure that the acres that we grow in California and elsewhere um, and the beverages that we make, we have a positive impact on the land on the people who make up our company and all people everywhere as we strive to expand access to nutrition. And evolution is going to really help us to, uh, to continue to do this.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Amy, have a great day. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I found it particularly interesting to learn how much this premium juice category is growing in supermarkets, why, as far as when it comes to shoppers' demands, and how it helps retailers and the produce department in general. So if you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button and rate us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. If you work in the fresh produce industry, find us on our websites, producemarketguide.com and thepacker.com we're also active on several social media platforms like instagram and linkedin you can find more ways to follow us in our show notes plus some helpful links to learn more about our episode guest and we'll have more of these great business and healthy lifestyle conversations coming soon thank you so much i hope you learned something useful and inspirational talk to you next time